Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Happy New Year. It is now 2022, and wow, yeah, we've been going for two whole years because we launched in 2019, and I'm really excited for 2022 and everything it has to hold personally, professionally, and especially for the podcast. So I welcome for the first episode of the year, and I really hope that you will keep tuning in all year and join us for um, hopefully another great year on the show. So today is a little bit different in that it's a solo episode. So I have got a couple of pre-recorded interviews um, to release and then I'm about to start recording some new interviews as I've said on the last couple of shows. Um, So we're our new round of recording interviews and so we've got some great guests lined up and I'm very excited to share those with you in the future. But I thought uh, for today, as it is a new year, and I'm not necessarily a big one for New Year's resolutions and that kind of stuff, but a new year can be, you know, like a fresh start and a chance to review and to reflect and all of those kind of things. And I thought it would be a good time just to do a bit of a refresher, really, to really dive into what mental health is, what mental well-being is, kind of what the difference is between those two things and what we can be doing to look after our mental well-being and our mental health. So that is the aim of today, the kind of things that we are going to talk about, what they are, how we can look after them, um, and I guess a little bit of signposting for support. So it's kind of a more I don't know, informational episode, but it'll probably be a shorter episode as well. And I guess you know, we always like a definition here and um, something I always ask guests for. And these are the kind of big topics that we talk about on the show. So I think it's really great to, yeah, to kind of talk about what they actually mean um, because they're words that can be thrown around a lot. Um, but I would also add, and this is sort of my personal sort of philosophy, that I think language, we have our own way of interpreting things and things have their own meaning for us. And that's one of the reasons why I ask every guest that comes on. One of the set questions is, what does mental wellness, what does mental well-being mean to you? And if you don't know what it means to you, then I guess that is my little challenge for you by the end of this episode to sort of think about what is mental wellness for you and to come up with your own definition. And it might be shaped by some of the stuff that we talk about today, or it might be your own that you come up with and you think, no. I don't I don't agree with that or that doesn't quite sound right um I think it is very personal so um it's a yeah a little challenge to you um, or encouragement to think about what mental wellness means to you I guess because I use challenge that way in a like fun challenge but obviously some people might see challenges as not fun so yes let's dive straight in shall we with um, mental health and mental well-being and 
what is the difference um, and what do they actually mean? And I guess I'll start with mental health, because I think the way that we see mental health generally in our society, actually we often are talking about mental illness or mental ill health um, or mental health problems or concerns when we talk about mental health. That seems to be the kind of um, the colloquial use of mental health that actually it's is mental ill health that we, we tend to refer to. So if we're talking about a diagnosable condition such as depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, borderline personality disorder, um, or EUPD or psychosis, these kind of um, conditions that, that have a kind of diagnostic label, they tend to be the kind of ones that we think of when we think about mental health. Um, and actually, I think that's not entirely all of mental health in the same way that, that physical health, we have physical wellness, if you like, and physical illness. I think it's the same for mental health. So you have that whole spectrum from ill to well and kind of everything in between. But I want to share with you uh, a definition of mental health, which is a kind of bit more broader. And this is from the World Health Organization. Uh, so they say that mental health is not just the absence of mental disorder. It is defined as a state of well-being in which every individual realises his or her own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to her or his community. So um, yeah, that's from the World Health Organisation. I don't know why we can't just say they and they. <laughs> I think it's much quicker than saying his or her, but it's uh, an aside. So, and, and for anyone that doesn't identify as, as he or she. Um, but yes, yeah, so it, this definition I quite like because it's not just those those mental health disorders that we tend to actually use when we talk to mental health, when we refer to mental health. Um, it's not just the absence of those. And actually this is then leaning really into more that well-being. And for them, it's about that idea of potential, that resilience, that being able to cope with the normal stresses of life. It is about being able to contribute to your community, to work productively. So all those kind of things that we sort of think about when we think of life, of being able to work, being able to connect with people, being able to deal with the challenges of life. Um, that is mental health. And I don't know about you, but <laughs> sometimes it sounds really nice. It's, it does, um, I guess this is it when you get into the really technical, like different ways of um, determining positive you know, mental health. Sometimes it can feel a bit um, unrealistic to have all of those all of the time, um, you know, because sometimes we're not coping so well with the stresses. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we um, are feeling overwhelmed and all of those kind of things. But I guess that is why, you know, for me, it very much is that spectrum that this is the sort of the well side that we're aiming for and we're wanting to sort of get towards, but we will always be sort of fluctuating on that spectrum. Um, and I guess then for me, the difference between what mental health and mental well-being is, is well-being is all of those things that you are doing to look after your mental health, to try and stay at that kind of well end of the spectrum. Those things that are going to help you to be able to realise your potential cope with the stresses of life work productively and contribute to your community in whatever way that means for you so 
anyone who's sort of listening, if you um, you know connect with us on social media, I'd love to know what you think of this definition uh, generally, whether you think this is a good definition of mental health, you know, what that means to you. But I quite like it, um, as I said, and I'm not going to argue with the World Health Organization today. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, that's a, a definition of mental health for you. And as I said, mental well-being, um, those things that you, that you can do to help you do that and I'm going to share and I've shared this before on the show but I I really love the simplicity uh, of this sort of model Um, I don't know if that's the right term (laughs) for it but I'm going to share again the five ways to well-being um, because I think this is really helpful and because it can be really daunting and you know, we can think about our well-being, mental well-being in many different ways, many different areas. If you think about all the conversations we have on the show, sometimes we get into physical well-being, which does have an impact on the mental, the financial, spiritual, emotional, social, all of those kind of areas. And I think these five ways to well-being, they really actually, they're not just mental well-being, they're to well-being generally, but as we go through them, you'll see that there is that big kind of mental um, element to lots of them. Um, and so these, you can find the information for these on the MIND website or on the NHS website. They have sections on these. And these steps um, were researched and developed by the New Economics Foundation. So there is research to support these steps, these five ways to well-being. And um, I'm going to run through them in the order they are on the MIND website. So... There we go. Uh, so the first one is connect. So we are social creatures, even if we are antisocial at times or have social anxiety or are introverts, we still have that real need to connect and that sense of wanting that sense of belonging, um, to, to feel valued, to feel close to people, um, friends, family, uh, other people who've got similar interests to us it's really a fundamental human need and helps us to to feel connected and so from the research it's clear that these sort of social relationships we have are really important for promoting well-being and they can be a real buffer against mental ill health for for everyone and I think that's one of the things that we've seen with uh, people having to isolate when we had lockdowns um, last year that this is the really big one that often was lost or was not quite the same, um, being able to connect and then suddenly not being able to. So connection, really important. So I think it, it makes sense as well to sort of share some of the ideas and to think about what you can kind of do to connect. And some of this might be very simplistic. So these are a couple of ideas to, to see what they spark for you whether there are a couple of these you want to do or to come up with your own. Um, but it could be, you know, spending a couple of minutes calling someone to see how they really are. Not that, uh, you know, like a genuine chat and, and check-in. Uh, speaking to someone new, uh, phoning someone rather than email. And, and really listening, because that is something that we can often listen to respond rather than listen to really hear what people are saying. So, it's really about that deep, genuine connection rather than just, you know, seeing someone and not really talking about anything much. So really listening, really being with someone and you know, depending how you're feeling in yourself at the moment might limit this. I'm currently having to self-isolate. So obviously my connection at the moment is 
probably going to be on the telephone. Um, but yeah, having a think about ways you can connect, um, doing something different, doing something that maybe there, there's someone you always see for a coffee, but do you always really listen to them? Um, and maybe encouraging yourself to, um, to try and be really present and to really hear what they are telling you. So that's the first one, connect. Uh, the second is be active, uh, so some kind of regular physical activity and movement, really great for lowering rates of depression and anxiety, uh, slowing age-related cognitive de- decline, and also just promoting general well-being. Um, and it doesn't have to be hitting the gym, going out running, it could be walking, um, it could be taking the stairs rather than the lift, or having a, a walk at lunchtime, uh, calling someone on the phone when you go for a walk any way that you can uh, be active and yeah this could be one that you um you phone someone while you're out on a walk and you kind of get that double whammy of being active and connecting so yeah think about for yourself how you like to move and how you can build a little bit of that into your day I am going to go and do some yoga uh, a little bit later so that is going to be my movement today of being active but really it can be anything that you enjoy or something as simple as it's going for a walk uh, so the third one is take notice so this is really all about awareness and that idea of kind of mindfulness um, but it doesn't have to be you know the kind of things that we would class as mindfulness it's really about sort of being in the moment and noticing what is around you so it, it could be something like meditation and mindfulness or it could be you go out for a walk and you really notice what is around you it could be that you try something different and try and be really present so you go somewhere different for lunch um you uh one of of their suggestions is have a clear the clutter day um which is something I feel like I really need to do but probably won't but yeah this is really all about being in the present moment and, and noticing what is around you um and actually one of the uh it's a grounding technique that i love for if you're feeling a bit sort of uh, stressed and overwhelmed um and it's the five four three two one and that's really all about taking notice it could be something that you try you know for this not because you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed but just to try so noticing five things that you can see around you Four things that you can feel. So you could you know, feel the leaves on the tree or the, the grass. Um, if it's grassy, it's been wet here today, so it's been more muddy. Uh, but what can you feel? You could feel the feel of your jumper on your skin. Um, three things that you can hear around you. So can you hear birds singing or you know, children playing? Uh, two things that you can smell. And then one thing that you can taste. So it is a really lovely grounding activity. And so that could be what you do to take notice. That you sit on a bench uh, in the park and you notice. So that's an idea. Uh, number four, this is one of my favourites. My <laughs> go-tos, uh, learn. So continued lifelong learning. Um, I personally think it's really enjoyable, but it can really help build self-esteem. Uh, you can really socialize depending on sort of where you're learning and what you are doing it can help with 
setting goals, it can help you feel more engaged with work, uh, it can lift older people out of depression. So yeah, can be really um, effective. And so it could be that you sign up for a class or a course, it doesn't have to be though, it could be you read a book about a topic that you are really interested in, um, or you research something you've always wondered about, or you learn a new recipe or a new technique for whatever kind of you know, creative process you love. It doesn't have to be that sort of formal learning. Um, and I think actually if you're dipping into things that you really are interested in and passionate about, then it probably is more effective. So yeah, think about what you are learning or what you're curious about. And I think, you know, as children, we really, not all of us maybe, but, you know, children tend to be very curious and try and explore the world and learn about things. And I think sometimes as adults, we we can lose that a little bit that in our creativity. And so I think, you know, trying to to hold on to some of that curiosity and explore things just because um, it's maybe one to do. So learn. And then the last one is giving. So, and this is really about that being connected in your community in some way. Um, and it's really interesting that people who have a real interest in helping others are more likely to rate themselves as happy. Um, and that committing to an act of kindness once a week over six weeks is associated with an increase in well-being. So I'm not saying, um, you know, do that unless you want to, then by all means go for it. But, you know, when we think about being there for others or supporting others, I think it can give us a real boost of feeling positive about ourselves feeling connected so yeah you could think about again is there a way you can help out in your community is there a cause that you are really passionate about do you have any skills that you could you know donate in some way Uh, or it could be you know similar to like the connect it could be being there for someone who's having a tough time really listening to them so it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time or money Really, it is about thinking about other people or the world because actually it might be the animals or the environment, uh, the areas that you are really interested in. So they are the five ways to well-being. Connect, be active, take notice, learn and give. And I think they're really simple ways to think about boosting our well-being. So it's thinking about staying curious, about staying connected, moving our bodies, being present in the moment rather than being really sort of wrapped up in our thoughts, being stuck in the past or in the future. I say that as someone who very much is in my own head a lot of the time. And also giving, so kind of being part of um, a community in some way. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've talked about these before. <clears throat> I think they are a really good starting place for thinking about looking after your well-being and a buffer. And so I guess that is the final thing that I want to talk about because if you've um, if you've done mental health first aid training, which I have, um, which is awesome, I would recommend it. Um, or you know, you talk about well-being, and so some of these, you know, oh, go for a walk in the park or practice mindfulness. These, I think, are much more in the way of like a preventative thing. So these are the things to help you to stay feeling good, to look after yourself, 
to um, yeah, try and stay mentally healthy. And that is different to uh, if you are experiencing mental ill health, if you are feeling very overwhelmed and anxious and stressed, uh, or if you, are, if you have a diagnosable mental health condition that you're currently struggling with. Um, and I think, you know, that idea, again, language. So, um, you know, I've experienced anxiety and depression through my life and there have been times where I've struggled with it and times where it's kind of been there, but maybe not completely in control, but, you know, kind of managing it. So it's quite a conscious uh, choice of using that word struggling. So, you know, I think then, um, or if, if someone is feeling suicidal, that is a different approach and I wouldn't encourage saying to someone who is feeling really low oh well have you considered going for a walk or, or that kind of thing because it's, it's a different approach um, if you are wanting to look after your well-being these absolutely can help if you're already struggling then I would recommend you know and again it depends on you and your personal approach Mind do have a lot of information for different mental health conditions. So, for example, if you think that you might be depressed, obviously there's the NHS website and sorry, UK specific, um, but wherever you are in the world, possibly there is useful information on them and hopefully there are um, local services that you know. <clears throat> there's the NHS website, but also Mind, um, and they can give you information on the sort of symptoms, the type of support, um, and kind of where you know where you can get additional help so I would recommend possibly that if you're someone who you know you want to absorb the information and reading it can be helpful for you and um, the other thing I would recommend if you are concerned about your mental health is reaching out to talk to somebody so that could be a friend or a loved one it could be um, reaching out to a particular support service and you know, there there are specific ones depending on what it is that you are experiencing. My sort of go-to one to recommend is the Samaritans. So if you are feeling like you're in crisis, you're feeling suicidal or really struggling, then um, the Samaritans is the one that I'd recommend. And their number is 116123. There is also Shout. Um, so you can text Shout to 85258 to contact the Shout Crisis text line or text YM if you're under 19. And MIND do also have information on ways to help yourself during a crisis or there is also 111. And again, apologies if uh, you're not in the UK listening. Um, but I think, again, this is something that is maybe... And I wouldn't say everyone needs to do this, but <laughs> if you are someone who has experienced poor mental health before so uh, for example I um, am doing good now actually um, but I have experienced depression and anxiety before and then I've worked really hard to get to a better place of being okay but for me if I know that that is something that has been in my experience and and maybe could happen again then I don't have like a, a safety plan or like a, a strategy or anything but some people do of knowing the, these are the things that I would do if I felt this way. Um, and so it could be that that is part of your strategy for managing your mental health to have, you know, and so when you are feeling well, 
to do a bit of research and go, well, who is it that I would speak to if I needed to? Um, I have an awesome therapist, and so that's sort of my go-to, or awesome friends um, and family. But having a think for yourself of who that would be. And mind, again, they have a section, what can I do to help myself cope? Mind, I often come back to, um, because I think they have got some awesome information on their website. So they are my my go-to <clears throat> for mental health. So I hope that has been, been helpful um, and hopefully not too long of kind of mental health, mental well-being. And my takeaways are for you are really to um, to think for yourself, what does mental well-being mean to me? And what am I going to do to look after my mental well-being? So am I going to use those five ways to well-being and think about those? Am I going to come up with my own different thing? It could be that you do, if you've ever seen like a wheel of life exercise, it's basically a circle in eight segments and you put different areas of your life in them. So it could be like family, friends, career, uh, spirituality, finances, yourself, whatever is important to you and to kind of think about those areas and really there are so many ways I think of, of thinking about it but I think what is important is to to think about it to think about how you are showing up for yourself and looking after yourself and you know, practicing the self-care and all of those things but really prioritizing yourself and your well-being because it is so important you know I think and I say this as someone who often is very much full steam ahead and really, um, you know, go, go, go. And actually over Christmas, having some real downtime of sort of sitting on the sofa and just chilling and reading and um, not having to be places was amazing, really, to just recharge a little bit. And I think that is the sort of the point of this the whole thing is it's about balance, it's about having some downtime, being able to recharge and doing those things to look after yourself before it gets to a point where it's more difficult. And I guess I'm going to finish with, because I feel like I'm waffling a little bit now, um, is uh, an analogy that someone shared with me before. And um, and I think it was sort of in the context of thinking about, about therapy and that kind of thing. If you think about you know, if you have a front garden, whether you have or not, ours, I don't think has any grass. But if you imagine you have a, a front, front yard, front garden with grass growing and then you get a couple of weeds growing and you could, you know, tackle the weeds there and then pull them out. Or you can leave them, you know, you think, oh, it's not a big deal. And then it just, they grow and grow and grow and eventually your whole front garden is overgrown with weeds and then when you try and pull them out and clear them, it's a much bigger job. It's much more difficult. And it, and I think it's like that. When you have those small weeds that you can tackle by doing some of these things, it stops your garden from overgrowing to a point where it is a struggle. So I hope that's helpful. I hope some of this is helpful. I'd love to hear from you any thoughts you have on mental health, mental well-being. I always find it a little bit weird sometimes, you know, just talking to myself. But I hope you found it useful. I think it's a nice way to sort of start the year to think about this, you know, this topic, what it actually means, and maybe to think for yourself what you're going to do for your mental well-being this year. 
So yeah, that's everything from me. Uh, we'll be back next week with an interview, as usual. Uh, so until then, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.